this week's episode of the award-winning, multiple award-winning here Thank for you podcast guys so much. is brought to you by Extensions. Apparently, Hot Girl Summer is being extended this Friday with Megan Thee Stallion dropping a new single <laughs> featuring the original Hot Girl, Nicki Minaj. How you doing, Wendy? Why wait to go commercial when, when this come at? Wendy could take it. Wendy. <laughs> we have an anti-guest here, and I'm going to introduce him momentarily. But first, um, I want to make sure that we started out the show talking about that extension because... I'm not ready for summer to be over. I still got plenty of shit that I have not worn yet that I've got to take pictures in, beaches that I have to be naked on and fuck on, and I ain't done it yet. So I'm I'm here for extended hot girl summer. And I still got um Amazon tracking um shipments going on. So the summer can't be over before my package get here, and my package gonna be here in two days, aka Hot Girl Summer, Megan Thee Stallion featuring Nicki Minaj, anti dollar sign. Hot Girl Summer has been extended. Thank you. Thankfully. I am the Superman, T-H-E-E-S-U-P-A-M-A-N, a.k.a. your top's secret top. B-K-A, the Cinnamon Brown Trade. My name is Ronald Matters. Follow me on the internet at Ronald Matters. And, of course, RonaldMatters.com. Guest. Who is you, Sharon? Huh? I am... Zim Van Adams of Zim Says uh, on YouTube and dot com. Tumblr. I seen you on there. <laughs> We're not promoting Tumblr. <laughs> we are not okay. promoting Tumblr. Twitter. <laughs> Twitter. Okay. Zim Says on Twitter. Tell them, tell them what your freak Twitter is as well. X D M S A Y S. Absolutely. Because the girls here is Zim. I'm like Z E. Oh, yeah. X E M. S A Y S. That's Thank correct. you. And you can find him on um, the YouTubes. Uh, he has been on YouTube for over ten years. Woo! And um, is how many one millions of, the, of views woo! you got at this point? I really, I don't know. I don't. We really should have got a resume. <laughs> we got to get people to send their resumes. <laughs> well, I've known his resume for as long as I've been on social media, and y'all know if I'm old, um, he's <clears throat> I'm he's, grown. He's been around the block. I'm very grown. Um, oh, 2.3 million views, oh. according to YouTube. Okay. Yeah. So, that's that. That's that's a lot of views. Welcome to the podcasting world. I appreciate Start you your podcast. I do. I do. I was telling, I was saying in the elevator, like, so many people have been pushing me to do it. So, when I got invited here, I was excited. Um, this is something that I've thought about, but I don't have the consistency that you two have. Two and a half years. Not yet. You you haven't figured out what you're passionate about enough yet to, to be consistent. To be consistent, but yeah. but maybe today you will. I feel like I hope a, so. A song by Whitney written by R. Kelly, but I can't remember the Ooh, name of it. So I'm just gonna move on. It's canceled on. then. <laughs> if it's written by R. Kelly, what's our icebreaker? This our week? icebreaker this week is now that we've had two more rounds of presidential debates. If you had to vote today, which candidate would you vote for? Marianne Williamson. <laughs> that was the joke. I don't get that one. What is your? I'm, oh. I'm coming back around to Mary Ann Woods. Mary Ann Woods was my joke. Um, Elizabeth is my answer, just because she got a policy of everything, and none of them I've read have sounded dumb. So let's go with that. Okay. So sorry, guests, for interrupting, but no. 
I genuinely, honestly, and I know a lot of people will probably not understand, um, but I don't f- feel connected enough yet mm. to really sit back in, in this moment, like right now in this time, to say that there's Man, one candidate who truly represents um, the black community wholeheartedly the LGBT community wholeheartedly, like a balanced candidate, because we have to consider the fact that the individual going into office more than likely will only be in there for four years. They'll probably only do one term. Um, so the individual needs to be balanced in their, in their perspectives across the board. And it's always... Yeah, I don't think I can identify one. I already know who yours is. And, and, and I, have so <laughs> many, I have so many issues... So many issues with her. The problem. Oh, the problem. God. The problem. Who is your? What's your answer though? Because when you get your answer, if you are a listener of Here for a Podcast, you already know I support Kamala Harris fully okay. and wholeheartedly. But the issue, oh. the issue that I have with people that um, don't want to pick a side, we did that four years ago. Of well, Bernie's my guy, and, and that's the yeah. and that shit failed us last time because we're trying to be in a relationship with a presidential candidate. Which is why I know you're that. not you're not fucking them. Right. They're not coming home to you every right. night. You right. have to be able to just trust them to run the government. I want my and taxes. This to come bitch back that cute. I picked has run governments before. I want my taxes to come back cute. But like I said, it's very tough right now to choose a candidate who. We don't have one. We're not gonna have one. Yeah. We're not gonna have that. And so you have to pick somebody that's going to win and be able to run the government. That's it. I'm not running for president, so you can't pick me. Oh man. <laughs> what did the girl from oh, Hawaii man. say? Like, the, there's even a meme on there because Kamala is waving Kamala to somebody. Was not ready for that and last then, debate. Um, she, Kamala did. She was very caught so, off guard. That was my girl, it and then that was me, like because I, watching I, I, the fight. I thought I thought that she would come After in knowing. I thought she would come in knowing that that the fire was going to be thrown at her. She seemed her and Joe so Biden. Joe Biden is one. And she's taken aback. I, I thought she would be prepared with her resume. She would want to as a prosecutor. Woo. She's going to be a prosecutor president, and she's proud of her track record. Yeah, no, I, I, that's what she said multiple times. She did. Um, and so I do think that there's problems in her track record because she was a law enforcement official, but that is her job. And that's, she was supposed yeah, my to. Father and I, my father and I were discussing that on Sunday. It's very tough. It, 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 the slope here is because because of her position, you have to look at you have to look at her professional decisions separate from sometimes maybe her personal beliefs because everything that we perform professionally isn't always an extension of our own you know personal beliefs so regardless as we were we we agreed on that but still it's just kind of like obama's supposed to heal black people y'all apply that to kamala and i'm with you i'm with you though i can look at things logically emotionally i'm with you and i i question sometimes whether or not she is truly invested in the um, in the progress of black men specifically, like that, it's, it's oh god, like I don't know how you black so, men make so, up how much of the population. You want her oh. to be so? You want her to be so? It's three hundred million Americans. So is it three hundred million? Yeah, yeah, over three hundred million. Three hundred and twelve, but 
Um, so, so how much of those people are black? So, when you're asking her to make put all her bets down, is she gonna lose in the game, or is she gonna make a little well, progress in the game? She's not gonna get the black man vote, and now I'm okay with that outside of me being what? a black man. Because the weed thing is that, where her that, being. Yeah. What I'm so so. But this, um, I would say build a block. Which is why, but so so which is why I uh-huh. I'm saying that I get with her role and her responsibilities. There are certain choices and certain decisions where she is standing between a rock and, and a, a hard place. place. Uh, so I, you know, have to make special is it allegiance allegiance or alliance? Accommodations. Accommodations for sure. um I like you big words. Like, oh I need to, I don't know what word you go right there. For 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 her in um in that realm, so yeah, right. And so I, I understand that as an HR professional because I've had to fire black people before. I've had to fire gay people yeah. when I knew that I wanted this black person or I wanted this gay person to be in this job, right? To let somebody into the door, but they got in the job and they start fucking shit up, right? And so my head is on the chopping block if exactly. I don't fire your stupid ass for coming in to work late five days in a row. Yeah. So I gotta fire your ass. Right. But it looks bad on my resume because I'm out here firing black people or I'm out here firing gay people. But that's the same you, thing that she did. She had to yeah. lock people up right. because that was a part of the job of being a law enforcement official. Right. So And we also have to look at the years in which she was making certain decisions, especially as it's related to what we consider misdemeanor drugs and drug offenses. Yeah. We have to look at, at the, the time, years when these decisions were Corey made. Cory Booker was saying that versus 2019. Cory Booker was you like, know. I'm out here in Philly trying to fucking fix the shit. Right. Um, goddamn Joe Biden. Yeah, yeah. Well, that is our icebreaker this week. <laughs> uh, the ice has definitely been broken. What about Julian Castro? He's a formidable, is that the way you pronounce that, mm, candidate? He can be Secretary of HUD again. <laughs> Just give him his old job. <laughs> um, our word of the day, W-E-R-D, is players. P-L-A-Y-E-R-S, players. Players are people who generally do not mix real life with their BDSM play. They see it as once in a while treat. Trade. <laughs> or something that should be kept private from the world. Players, while they may be active online, tend to see BDSM as a lifestyle to be a bit too much. So that is people the that want lifestyle. to actually mm-hmm. do BDSM stuff just a little bit on the side. I don't tell everybody about it. I don't do it. health rules mm-hmm. in the um, Uno game. Mm, I do scat once a month. <laughs> um, those people are called players, and that is our word of the day. Um, make sure that you guys, huh? You just taught me something. I try to trade. Yeah, it's tra- trade. <laughs> <laughs> I use different jargon terms, but you've been but, exposed. But, but to basically, the character that's what it in that's the what game down to. Players. Okay. Uh, thank you guys so much for supporting this ghetto ass podcast. Again, it comes from the pockets of Ronald Matters and myself. And without our um, audience and without our donors, we could not do this podcast that we bring to you every week. Because we bring it to you every week for two and a half years. Um, we appreciate you guys' support so much. If you would love to contribute to this podcast, get over to our Patreon, which is going to be a link in the description right now for exclusive content. And we got a new link. Yeah. It's not gold link, but it's a new <laughs> link. Um, where we talked about uh, Kim Kardashian's fuckery. And YouTube videos of all of the hosts on the show today. So you can get over to our Patreon right now and subscribe for at least one dollar a month, up to twenty five dollars a month. If you don't got a month. if you don't got no money, make huh. sure that you subscribe at least and share this 
um, podcast with your communities, we would greatly appreciate it. Also, go to um, hereforitlive.com. We will be in New York City on August 24th. I am celebrating the first day of Virgo. Yay. All the greats are Virgos. Kobe Bryant, <coughs> Michael Jackson, Beyonce. Um, the list goes on. So, um, make sure you guys go to hereforitlive.com or go to eventbrite.com and search for Here For It Podcast and get tickets to our pop-up in New York City at Boxers Hill Kitchen. Um, invited guests includes Him Podcast, Anna Ho Uprising, Brown Boys NYC, a special guest, Eat Pray Thought, um, and people that are in talks, but just we don't want to tell all y'all. Just we'll see. Y'all will just see. show up. We know y'all will see. We got merch <laughs> that we're giving away and free drinks, and I might might eat somebody's ass. That's gross. Hereforeshop.com as well. That's it. <laughs> our, <laughs> affirm- <laughs> our affirmation this week is after a week of depressing news um, and coming out of Mercury retrograde, Ooh. find time to invest in re and re- call right now. <laughs> 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 find time to invest in resetting your energy. Do something that makes you yes. feel good that won't have negative impacts on other areas of your health. Set up a meditation date with yourself where you set aside an hour to only meditate or journal with some incense and kombucha. Hmm. Unless you're planning to die soon, this marathon of life that we're running is going to get tiring. Absolutely. Make time to slow down so you can sprint when you need to. The great, the late great Toni Morrison wrote, you want to fly, you got to give up the shit that weighs you down. Hmm. So... Take that, be empowered, find time to reset your energy, and be affirmed. I like that. Do you have anything to add to that? No, I agree with it. I think, honestly, though, as adults, oftentimes, and I'm guilty of it as well, um, I think we all get so caught up in the routines of our daily lives that we make excuses for not treating ourselves and, and like, you know, reading, resting, um, exercising, uh, changing our eating habits. We as adults, we, we make a lot of excuses and a lot of times it's true. If you don't start taking care of yourself, you don't have energy to take care of all the other people around you, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that's what comes with the territory of being an adult. We start taking care of our friends. Some of us have to take care of our parents. We take care of our partners. You know, we we take care of our uh, biological and um, community adopted children, you know, and we're always on the go, always on the go. So, yeah, you do. You have to have those moments. You really where whether you're sitting in the bathtub at night, you know what I mean? With your book, you do. You, you That's a part of your mental health. Um, even taking days off work where you literally are not running errands, you're just in the house, maybe you know, cleaning up your space. Because um, I'm one to believe that. I believe, like, if you live in a clean space, it helps to, like, keep your mind void of, like, clutter. You know what I mean? Like, I, I do feel like that's important. So, yeah, I agree with all of it. Absolutely. Thanks, Jen. <laughs> um, last week we talked about unapologetic bigots. Huh. So I figured we talk about an apologetic Bigot. The one that needs to apologize. <laughs> <laughs> that scared the hell out of me. 
That's the effect. That scared the hell out of me. The apologetic bigot that I'm talking about is Slater, aka Mario Lopez. Oh, the ghetto. Oh, I have so much. Yeah, yeah. Here Come we go. On, and, 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 as we're, and we're oh, going there. Hold we have on. a podcast. Slater, <laughs> Slater, my love, you are slaying me and not in a good way. Mm. Um, if you he have been living a... That girl... Candace Owens. I'm not familiar with her show, though. You shouldn't be. Okay. No one is. Oh, okay. <laughs> Nobody. And that's why he was there. That's why she used it as a little clip to promote on her Instagram. Oh, okay. So she was gotcha. like, oh, girl, I can grow my audience with this. <laughs> okay. okay. She, she was like, I ain't got no audience. <laughs> and she still don't. Um. So if you're unfamiliar with the story, uh, Mario Lopez was doing an interview on Candace Owens' show for whatever reason because he ain't got nothing to promote. And she definitely also has nothing to promote. Mm-hmm. Um and they got on the conversation of transgender children. She got on it. She asked him. Yeah, oh, what, she did. Yeah. Okay. What was that Um and Mario Lopez uh unleashed and unfurled his bigotry and well, ignorance. I mean, I'm not one to judge other people's parenting, but mm-hmm. then you mm-hmm. you 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 just stab 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 stab. Was it wasn't Charlize Theron? Daughter now, well, I don't know if now she son. Now son, now yeah. son, now son, or was it son to daughter? I'm not sure. I think it's son. I think it's son to daughter. Yeah. Wasn't the child used as the example? That's who, that's who they were originally talking about okay. because they both. That's what I thought. We're talking about being um, parents in Hollywood. Gotcha. Where Mario Lopez ended up saying it's dangerous for parents to support their transgender kids and their transition. Um, because they're just kids and they don't know. And every day they oh want to be God. something new—a cowboy, a princess, a skater. Girl. And, and that, the, the, those were a lot of the comments I saw. Like, I hate when the shade room posts these types of headlines because I already know how ignorant the comments are going to be. I mean, it's wild to me because you know, anytime I've listened to a trans man or trans woman talk about their maturation process, many of them will tell you that they knew at playground age that Mm. they belonged or felt like they belonged in another body. And it's, it's, it's wild to me that we'll say things like a child, what do they say? Um, a child, a child's mouth, tongue speaks the truth. Something like the child, a child. That sounds Christian. You know, I don't know. Wow, I was like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> that sounds very biblical. Country, <laughs> I love the country hymn or something. It's, it's, but it's something, I don't know but, it, but it's something. It's something associated I know it's a with drunk the fact that speaks to something, but I don't know what the one about the truth. truth. But about children, children and truth. But I'm saying that to say that I know, just mm-hmm. based on a lot of my own personal conversations with trans individuals, many of them would tell you they knew at playground age. So, you know, I don't I don't understand sometimes how people, especially individuals who 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 haven't lived that experience the experience mm-hmm. can possibly stand and state that young people don't know that they are same sex attracted or that they you know feel that they're born um, or they identify as the opposite gender from birth I I it's I have a tough time understanding how people I understand what it is the, the, it's the under it's the ignorance of 
I feel like my child can't say this because I can't say this. Hmm. And a lot of times these parents will look at their children and know it's something different, About, off, yeah. or special. Yeah. But they can't come to terms with it themselves. And then they project that onto the children. Onto and be like, the well, child. she's just a child. He's just a child. She don't know. He don't know. And you know the whole goddamn time because you're looking at them. But also because I, I, I believe that universally people don't accept the fact that we are born and exist and exist as being gay or being church. or dual spirited or yeah. whatever the combination you happen to be born into. They feel it's, it's learned. I mm-hmm. feel a lot of hetero. I feel a lot of heterosexual Come people on, cannot um, discern gender and sexuality. sexuality. Yeah. They've like a lot of those shade room comments continue to every time there's a little boosty post talk about. Being gay oh, in jail, little oh, boozy, he's problematic. Or if they're the, the whole when Caitlyn Jenner was transitioning thing, or like whenever the like whenever the the straight community is given space to um, show their true colors. Um, who was that a song by? True colors. So they always they always shine World. through. <laughs> so completely. Um, and I always. Tell people to watch the um, PBS documentary "Growing Up Trans," which mm-hmm. is available on RondaMatters.com. Hmm. Um, there are children who know when they're age three, age four, yeah. Um, and then so they go to the their parents, usually white, because those circumstances and the, the affordability they don't want to do and a the lot accessibility of, to have the conversation because in the black home you can't. You just be like, oh, "Shit, I guess I'm gonna repress that." Yeah. The shade room comments. Is showing itself, so it ends up being a lot of white parents in these documentaries. And when it's twenty years from now, and there's no research on black um, trans children or black trans men or no any, you know, it's the same thing with the gay research. Back in the seventies and the eighties, we couldn't have the conversation about black gay men, right? And so now that it's two thousand nineteen, and we're looking for research and we're looking for statistics on how our community has evolved, there is no research because we continue to shun evolution. And the only thing that's consistent is change. And that is the token term. It is. You know, it's funny because when you think back, when I think back, I now, I know I was in the third grade. I was nine years old at the time. I was in elementary school on the playground, and I still even remember his name. And you know, as a child... Yes, yeah, <laughs> I remember his name as well. His I remember name. his name as well. If you're listening, Zim is talking about you. Do you know sometimes, like, when you think back as a child, you remember that you would look at another boy and you didn't necessarily know it was wrong, but you also it knew. It wasn't wrong. Like, but but you, you didn't know what wrong was. But so you, was right. So you, you had no real concept necessarily that. You know, you looking at this boy in, in your mind, you're thinking he's cute, not understanding that, oh, but you're quote unquote supposed to be looking at the girl and thinking that she's cute. And even though, of course, at that age, I didn't physically ever verbalize it or, or act upon it, but I, I remember specifically the day. And that was the first moment in my life where I, like, I, I knew, like, oh, I think boys are cute. And I was able just to ignore it for a long time. <coughs> but that's why, that's why when, when people try to argue the fact that we are born, that we aren't born gay. I mean, whose father or whose mother in a household 
teaches them to be same gender loving. You Mine know? didn't, and I'm still ooh, justice for bottoms, yeah. straight <laughs> bottoms, and that, and we are dying breed. <laughs> but gender, thank God, <laughs> but thank God. That way is a good first life. last matter. I'll give y'all that, but um, you know, but still keeping gender identity separate from sexuality. Well, true. Yeah, I, you're right. You're right. You're right. I, as a boy, want to have sex with other boys. It's it's just me. And what I feel when I wake up by myself for me, mm-hmm. I feel well, you go to sleep too. <laughs> Woo, Lord Jesus, <laughs> if I don't have my hair in a the bun, <laughs> then as a woman, what am I doing? <laughs> so just for me, with my gender expression, this is not the gender expression that I am looking to give the world. Mm. For me, mm. mom, dad. As my protectors, as the people who's supposed to guide me through, just be here to guide me through it. Not tell, literally tell me what I can and cannot be. Because mm-hmm. y'all tell me I can be a doctor. Y'all tell me I can be a this and a that. Now y'all even telling the girls they can be strippers. So, Meg. <laughs> so. And, and that's fine. I can be myself. The hot girl summer continues. The, I can be the truest version of myself for me. That's my gender identity. When they don't involve nobody else, that's very true. I don't, they don't involve nobody else. Yeah. If right. I want a ponytail today, or if I want a low cut season with the deep waves, <laughs> I don't know if you gonna get the waves though. I don't, I don't get the waves no more. But you know, gender identity mm-hmm. and and the black culture and colors of what is it? Persons of color. Lol. There you go. I don't like using it because the girl black is just totally. Everybody different. says black and brown now. Black and brown people. Mm, black that's is treated differently than brown because the people. Latino community still. We just gets, talked about Ariana gets, Grande. Gets a little that's shit a different. Of <laughs> it's a whole different thing. In a sense, I agree. With depending you. on where you are and if it's Trump or if it's Hillary Clinton. Yeah. Shout out to Mariah Carey who tweeted a picture with Hillary like. Um, shout out to President Hillary President Clinton, Clinton and <laughs> ex-president <laughs> Our former president Saw that as I well that. Saw that as It well. was hilarious Cause you know Mariah Carey was gonna do what she's gonna you do said It's direct shape You said something that I thought was really important You were talking about the research You were discussing how You know um, A lot of white children Are in these documentaries Are in, the are documentaries in a lot of the research, research. Mm-hmm. I think one and thing in the that, YouTube videos Yeah True and that's why now when I'm, as a black gay blogger, trying to find a lot of, well, how has HIV and AIDS progressed in the black community? Because right. when I go to work, I have to go look at that. I have to have data-driven results, and I don't have any data on the black gay community. And that's one, one of the things that Mario, I think, was also missing is the fact that when you do not support your trans-identifying child, oftentimes what happens is that Instead of them coming to you to direct them properly as far as um, treatment and... and um, Counseling. Right. A lot of the, the, the clinical practices involved, that child then would take the alternative route. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Which is... Unsafe. Why I... Part of the reason I feel that... I mean, even though now for trans women... You know, or trans people, there are a lot of there. There are greater opportunities beyond um, the sex trade. But when a child feels that they have to leave their home and the confines or the comforts of their home in order to transition um, the way that they want to, yeah, they do end up turning towards 
routes that aren't necessarily ideal in order to 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 feel whole you know mm-hmm. um and that is a very scary thought and i don't know if mario was fully considering that because no. we as human beings have a natural desire to exist in our our true raw selves and if we're not going to get that ignorance. support yeah. from family yeah we are going to turn towards the alternative yeah and so again like i said uh last week we talked about an unapologetic uh, bigot and this week we talked about an apologetic bigot because he, he turned around the next day and apologized and recognized how ignorant all of the shit that he said the day prior was and um vowed to learn more about trans because Excess Hollywood within one hour had released their things <laughs> like, um, as Excess Hollywood we uh, don't love him it. but we don't condone none of this we don't have none to do with this his views are separate from Excess Hollywood E tonight or whatever the brand he works with they woo girl I can't yeah. get this out fast enough because it wasn't him apologizing authentically it was, it was his it was my job his, is on the line his, job, his, his PR career. oh yeah his publicist had to call the E Hollywood uh-huh. publicist girl absolutely <laughs> it was, absolutely he it still all, feels how he feels mm-hmm. living in his ignorance he didn't evolve in one day so um that brings me to your identity Mr. Zim Van Adams my identity Yes. Gender identity so, or his uh, just identity. <laughs> I believe his pronouns are he, him, his. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, we didn't um, know. That's why we asked. Oh. Yeah. Better to ask than to assume. Unless something's coming. I would have told you by now. I think I would have made that announcement. Okay. It can be breaking news on here for a podcast. We like exclusives. He, him, uh, his. <laughs> Yes. So, um, like we talked about earlier, uh, Zim Van Adams has been a YouTuber and blogger for over 10 years, uh, predating both Ronald Matters and myself. So, um, we definitely appreciate the work that you've done for the community, being a voice for the community, um, ahead of both of us, allowing us to walk in some of the same pathways that you walked. Because oftentimes, when you're the first girl to do it, it's very, very hard. And then it's less hard for... The second girl to do it behind you. So if the second girl is me or Ronald Matters, you made it just a little bit easier for us, even if it was still hard, because it was still fucking hard. I appreciate that. Um, and so we appreciate people like you that were the first ones, some of the first ones to come to YouTube and be unapolog- unapologetically black and unapologetically gay at the same time, because that's important, because we have other people that are, but aren't Absolutely. at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. first tell the children yeah. listening why you're iconic and what you're doing next. Iconic. That's big. Um, honestly, you know, I think for me and for many of us doing that time when we came out, this was around 2007, 2008, it was a time where social media was still like on the rise. You know what I mean? Um, and YouTube gave us just a platform to express ourselves freely. And for many of us, because we've, we've had a chance to meet and talk, I know that many of us share the same passion. It was simply to be a voice in the world. And I don't think many of us even understood then how many other lives would be touched by the stories we told because they were raw, they were everyday type of you know narratives and tales and and you know sometimes in life we don't realize that we're being used as a a servant i do believe that 
you know, that's part of our position on earth is to be a servant um, and to sort of open doors for others, but in such a way that is selfless. Um, and I think that's probably why, when I think back now and comparing it to now, the reason why we were, or at least I know for me, I think the reason why I was so successful then is because it was coming from a, it was coming from a place where I didn't expect anything in return. I didn't want anything in return. You know, I just wanted to express myself. I wanted to be free. You know, I was sharing with you how easy it was to just record something new every week, like you guys, mm. every single week, because it's a fire burning in you. You know what I mean? Right now, your voices are being used. You've been chosen in this moment. You really have. You've been chosen in this moment to to light a path for others coming along, and that's why it comes so fluidly. Once you start, at least I think for me, when I started trying to turn it into like a brand and, you know, um, specifically doing things so that the platform would translate into something else, that's when I think the passion started to die out because I, I was now doing it for selfish mm. reasons. You know Instead what I mean? Of self. That's right. Or community. Exactly. Yeah, that's really important. Um, and so um, this is going to be a gotcha question. You were supposed to be here last week. Uh-oh. <laughs> I cannot believe you. But you got, but you got, uh, flu- you got flued out. Hold on, hold on, hold on. So you got flued out. Okay. So did you meet your forever or just a right now? Did I meet my forever? Or just a right now? <laughs> well, that was not actually a, a personal trip. Okay. It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't personal. Um... But as we were sharing earlier, I can't even go into this. I can't. I can't. I, I, I said it was going to be a gotcha question. I can't. I can't even. All right. So uh, what is ball to you? Um, I've known you to be a ball kid, ball kid adjacent, ball, ballroom aficionado, some people mm-hmm. would even say. Um, you've been going since you were 24. Uh, what is it then? What was it then to you and what is it now? When I started attending balls for me initially I went very um, naive to what I was seeing because this was before when I first started attending I was going in downtown Baltimore to the spot called Buns um, and there were <laughs> there were two friends of mine and uh, it would be it was Thursday nights and I didn't initially know what I was seeing I loved it though um, because it was always late at night you saw creativity within the community that you never got when you would just be at the clubs on Friday nights and Saturday nights. Uh, you know, you saw this competition. It was music and it was lights and it was costumes. But then it took me about two years to truly learn that a lot of the young people who I would see on the runway actually were individuals who, just like we were talking earlier, um, identified with themselves in ways that may not have been supported within their homes. And so they found a sense of family within the community and somehow attached themselves where these families identified as as houses. Mm -hmm. So once I even realized like, wow, so 
the individuals who I'm seeing are interconnected in such a way that explain the level of support I would hear, the chanting, the, you know, when, when the individual would be on the floor competing, um, you know, just hearing their name called, receiving the trophies. Once I learned that these individuals were being acknowledged and celebrated in ways that they weren't necessarily in their homes and in schools and in, in their churches, but they found it there, that was the intrigue for me. So as years went on and I began meeting people who I didn't know were ball connected and mm -hmm. then found out after, you know, befriending them and, you know, um, finding out the trade walks at Siren. Right, exactly. Because you know they walk and, and, and it was it was to me then became that it just became a part of a part of a part of the community experience. Um, a lot of people didn't understand for a long time, like because my friends cross the spectrum. Like I have friends who are, you know, in government, who are attorneys, who are educators, and then mm -hmm. I have friends on the total opposite spectrum. And they're players, and a lot of and people don't get it. Players, <laughs> they craft, they do a lot. They, they, my friends are all just very different people, and I love them all for for different reasons. And but for the individuals who walk balls, one of the things that my relationship with them helped me to realize that a lot of the stereotypes that are associated with ballroom, mm -hmm. whereas there are individuals who fit the stereotypes, there are still many who live their lives the same as you and I. Mm -hmm. They are professionals. Um, everybody, um, you know, doesn't stem from a broken home. And as we're seeing now, a lot of what a lot of what these individuals learned in ballroom, they're now able to translate into professional careers as designers and oh, makeup it artists and models and actresses. You know, a lot of times people used to say, used to hear people say all the time, like, well, you can't put ballroom on your resume. And now you absolutely can. You just got to learn how to write it. Absolutely. Right. So in your, in your video back in 2012, act like a gay man, think like a queen. Is oh, that wow. right? No, think like a gay man, act of this Steve Harvey reference. <laughs> think like a gay man act like a queen yeah, yeah, yeah you talked about being defined by your femininity or being being a queen could being a queen in the ballroom and then still going back to being a man in the army or being a business professional mm -hmm, mm -hmm. would you say your view from 2012 still applies to 2019 and so in what regards are you asking that question because you said like a lot of people who walked ballroom also could leave the ballroom where they're being feminine uh -huh. and they're walking femme face, well not femme face, butch queen face, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then they still expected to turn around and uh, 100% strict top the girls. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, sometimes for your category and your experience, you you can be another facet of yourself because even though I am still. Ooh, submissive. Outside of work, now look, outside of work, I'm a boss. Well, at work, I'm a boss. I have to be a boss. I have to make decisions. I have to be very... When I feel like out at work, where are we going for dinner? I don't know. I mean, you know. Mm. <laughs> Whatever you feel, it's great. <laughs> I'm, I'm acting like a queen. I'm still a gay man. I can make a decision. Uh -huh. if, I, if I know what I want for dinner, I don't know, I don't know what we're doing, and I know what positions I would like tonight. Um, I can... Be that you're special, but that's the queen. Well, ballroom is about fantasy as well. I mean, you know that 
it is a it is a space where individuals go oftentimes to escape um, or to wrap themselves in this fanciful idea of success and fame and stardom. Um, like even when you when you watch Real Pose, news. a lot of the a lot of the, the the dialogue you hear, you know, is pulled from the things that Octavia Saint Laurent said in Paris is Burning, mm-hmm. and what, you know, Pepe Labeja said. In, like ballroom was the Pendabas girls, yeah, yeah, that it was their Hollywood and their um, that was their celebrity culture, and I do believe that it serves that similar purpose but I, I I do think that the same way years ago ballroom you know they still start two in the morning three in the morning people uh. go to be who they want to be for those five minutes that they're on a the runway and then they they go back to their everyday lives you players know, so that's yeah, exactly yeah, where the player is like it. we talked about with BDSM yeah. people that just want to be something for a for, little for minute a moment. and yep. I'm going back to my real life girl Absolutely. I'm a top in real life I'm not <laughs> I'm not a bottom out here taking dick like this <laughs> what do you mean I'm a top in real life that I yeah I, th- I think that I definitely I definitely feel that in 2019 um, that ballroom serves that same purpose for, for some people and and on top of that, imagine the young boy or young lesbian girl who were, they were teased and ostracized in middle school and high school, never celebrated for their organic character traits. When they walk balls, they're honored for it. They win they trophies trophy, for it. Yeah. And they win cash they for it. I won't say they cash prizes. Thousands helps. of dollars for they it. You know what I mean? Helps. So it, it's the same way. But even though ballroom for a very long time remained underground and in our community, it has been looked down upon by many. I do believe that in 2019, people are seeing the validity in such a community. I mean, it's kind of scary, though. And even though I'm not I don't I don't belong to a house for a long time before Pose even came on air, um, I noticed that. When I would watch a lot of the videos on Ballroom Throwback, that the audience would be filled with a lot of um, white camera crews, and you would see a lot of foreigners. Like, it, it wasn't a lot of us mm-hmm. in the audience. Very Madonna Vogue. Very much. <laughs> and you begin to feel like, just because of the history of this country, you know, that a lot of... Kim the, Kardashian. The talent. Leech. And... And and a lot of the the rooting of ballroom would be stolen, and then sort of yes, refurbished, and then represented as something completely different. Ariana Grande presents than ballroom, right? <laughs> Kim Kardashian presents. Yeah, no, the really. new Matt line from the '90s because you've never seen it. Just tune like, into our Patreon to get the commentary on from that. From the '90s, ma'am, it's been after that. <laughs> and we will. Move right into our pose review from that because it is absolutely relevant to the mm-hmm. same topic. Um, pose this week, this past week, was an excellent episode again. Um, I don't think this week was a filler episode. I think they had at least yeah, one. Yeah, I don't think two. it was a filler either. No, it this was wasn't. corny to me. I texted you afterwards. I was like, it was corny. Pray tell and Blanca were right about being um, the elders in the community that I think that we need that example now. Oh, uh, they would have put the condom yeah. on the house. Okay. Well, well, okay, They that was just a stunt. But they okay. were... 
pulling these younger kids out of depression and drugs and drinking and making them do something useful with their time and with their day mm-hmm. in activism instead of letting them stay in depression and drugs and drinking and shit like that. So let me tell you this, though, because a lot of people don't realize this, that that the wrapping the, the house in the condom was a real act that was uh-huh. performed. It was. So a lot of what Pose does, it's funny because a lot of what we see on the show um, is an extension of real life events like that. That really happened, even though I, I can see how in comparison to. Candy's episode four. Those first four episodes of the season were strong. Mm-hmm. Like, body in their suitcase very in the closet. strong. That was also from five, six, and seven have been. I, I mean, I wouldn't say filler, but they it, they pale in comparison to. And, and the reason for that is because the first four episodes of any show are the episodes that are sent. You got to hook you in. Yeah, they, but they're also sent to the critics for pre. Screens. And the producers to make so, sure that you can get the next season. Right. So that's mm. why a lot of the writing and the performances you'll find to be stronger. Even when you look back at um, look back at their first season. I want to say the Christmas, no, the Mother of the Year or the Christmas episode. The Mother of the Year was the finale. The finale, yeah. Okay, so maybe the Christmas was not. Was, the was Christmas the was towards the beginning. I think that was. Yeah, the that was like the third second. or fourth episode. Okay, it was early. Yeah. It was yeah, early. Yeah. What, did, what did you think was filler about or corny? Really about this particular episode. Uh, I mean, it was just so many. Mm, okay, mm, I can't even tell you what all the things were because I didn't. Angel and Poppy were so cute. How is that feeling? Seeing them like as a full realized couple, and so it was also rumored um, that the writers were um, putting them in the same lens as Whitney and Bobby. Oh, I didn't even think about that. I could get that, but that's also a it's a reach. reach and a stretch, but. I can see. I see it. I see it. What I think that they, what I think that they might be doing with because look, she's the talented one. I need, I need a hit. Not that that Bobby. Not that I've ever asked for somebody to die, which is your thing for season two. Somebody's Somebody's got to die. Somebody's gonna die. Somebody has passed. Yeah, Candy, but she's they're gonna a primary character's gonna die. I mean, like one of the girls who are currently coming up for dinner every Sunday. No, I I know that as well because, I mean, third season, I do believe third season is the end. Ryan Murphy already said that he's only, the show only extends to 1995, right before the new AIDS medications came into circulation. So I do believe that third season will probably skip to like 94. I do believe third season will be it, probably. No! Yeah, because he said it. The show ends in '95. Oh, what's wh- I'm gonna tell you? What's really gonna be unique about tonight, and this is why I do believe tonight's episode is so important, is because we're finally. I think I don't know for a fact, but it would be very interesting to see Pretel and Ricky. Yeah, I'm mean, there because of, of the their fact HIV, their HIV status, mm-hmm. and finding sort of spoiler alert. Yeah. Well, what was last time week? I mean, I'm, I'm just it's, to it's the there. show we watch as the show. It's the show that we watch as the show. It's here for a podcast. We watch that show. Yeah, I, okay. I think I, I do believe that seeing them paired together, both of them, you know, infected with the virus and sort of finding Ooh, comfort, comfort in each and, other, in each other, is something very because one of Ricky's, I think, I think Ricky made the comment. Did he say who's gonna love me now? Yeah, last week. Mm-hmm. You see what I mean? Yeah, I thought and that was very. And broke down in that emotional. And cry. Tail's arms. Oh yeah. 
And oh, he yeah. doesn't know that Praetel is positive yet because right. Praetel has only been openly positive to Blanca. To Blanca. Mm. So he really, yeah, he. he so he, he didn't know who clue. he was talking to. And yeah. now, this, on tonight's episode, which we will be reviewing next week, mm-hmm. um, I believe the same thing that you believe that they're the ones that's getting together. Because he was somewhere yeah. telling people that he had a man. Like, oh, Praetel was somewhere telling the girls he I had really a man. Did, at home. I have a question, and this kind of backtracks. So on the very first episode, when when they are okay. at, when we're, when they're at the 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 makeshift cemetery, right? Oh, the first oh they were on the season. boat. Okay. Yeah, they were on the boat. And pray tell is talking about walking into an apartment and 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 seeing the body of someone melted. Is he talking about the guy he dated in the I last think he was episode? About mm-hmm. the guy that is he that was who he's he talking with. about? Mm-hmm. He was talking about the guy because I've wondered where that guy is. So that oh, another guy is dead now. <laughs> so that is who he was talking yeah. about. Oh, oh he's God. fully gone. Oh. He's beautiful on Twitter, though. He's gorgeous. I forgot what his but, real name but is. But here's the but thing. But I, I saw him on Twitter and I saw I was like, oh damn, he's still fine. So so how come when they were at dinner and Praytel confided his status in him, he didn't share with Praytel? That's how bad it was back then. You didn't tell mm-hmm. anybody because you didn't want to be looked. And kind of the same way it is in 2019. You don't want to tell mm-hmm. anybody because you don't want to be looked. You at. don't want the stigma of being HIV positive. Mm-hmm. Especially with this new thing that nobody really knows what's going on. Because I was wondering. I was just like, the president won't even admit that it's a thing on TV. And then I then I realized that. So this is two lovers that Praytel has had that are that have died from HIV complications. Yeah. One of them died in the hospital right. and he was there with them. And then the other one he found dead in a apartment. In his apartment. Right. And that's the guy we met on the finale. And that's the guy that we one, met season last one. season. Okay. Yep. Okay. <clears throat> when um, Angel asked him to show up as her date, I got all the feels and the Who butterflies. Is Angel? Angel and um, Poppy. Rick, Poppy. Poppy. Whatever. Okay. Angel and, is whoo. the model. Yeah. I have to switch from Actually, the his name is. I was deep into the Pray Tale conversation. His name so. is Esteban. We finally got a real name for Poppy. His name is Esteban. Yeah, you're not moved either. <laughs> yeah, that, that's how I feel. I was completely, that, I was completely, I was completely I here for them doing coke and VIP. Well, I'm gonna tell you. Shout out to <laughs> the Times. That truly bothered me completely. Shout out to the Times. I think I think they're trying to do an ode to the the model Gia. Have you ever seen that story? Okay, no. Have you ever seen the, it's the more, supermodel it's story more Gia? Gia Gunn. Not Gia No, Gun. sweetie. Not RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> no, I was like, Gia Gunn so probably does coke. There yeah, was this beautiful be- supermodel. Her name was Gia. And there's a there's a movie out about her life. Gorgeous. And she became a drug addict. And, you know, she contracted oh. HIV AIDS from sharing needles. Um, oh. and she a trans woman? No. So I don't know what... But they probably had inter- intercepted... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm just it was relevant. It was, it was relevant for the time. Yeah, so yeah. I don't... I'm trying to figure out where they're going with this. I, I do not want to see Angel turned into a a coke addict. I'm hoping when they were back at the this house, this was an isolated um, incident. Walked in, right? Damon, Damon. Mm. who I wish they would do more with. I feel like he's a prop. Oh, I think he's gonna get more to do I tonight like because yeah, he's, he's getting more tonight. Oh, because he's got to get tested because Ricky fucked him and Ricky is positive. And so he doesn't he's know whether he's positive or not. Ricky. Yeah, so he's gonna get a lot of emotional no, shit to do because not only did I just now warm back up to this nigga that I threw away two weeks ago. Yeah, he did. <laughs> but now I gotta go and get tested again because my receptive partner over here. Woo. <laughs> you know because you might have brought HIV into my anal cavity, and that was Damon. One of Damon's worst fears. As well. It was. It was one of his. That's worst why they broke up. He was like, fears. I can't. I, yeah. Yeah. This fear. But 
at the same time, I mean, I, I hope that what you're saying he is used true. He's having sex for money in the park because they both met because they were both homeless. That's how they met. Mm-hmm. On the no, pierce. no, Damon yeah. and Ricky. No, Ricky met Damon at a ball. Damon was it was right after Blanca had won. He was sitting on the steps getting ready to leave, and Ricky came walking into the ball. They met on the steps. Their date happened, right? No, I felt like they met at the Pierce first, and then that's when they and really then, got together. After, after when he took, because um, Damon took Ricky to the ball, and it was like a whole new world when he took him to the ball. But a whole that was new world. Y'all don't remember Ricky walking into the ball and he was gad because he had never been there. And Blanca was like, "Who was that?" And he was like, "Oh, this guy." And then they went on that date. That was the most beautiful moment when they were in that abandoned warehouse. And they oh, I, danced I like that in that too. circle, and then Ricky See, pinned Damon up against the wall. Yes, that to me was the most magical scene. And they're they gonna they tell me had. you gave me HIV. <laughs> <laughs> not See, that I don't, HIV I don't need. I don't not need. that HIV is a crime in 2019, but at that time, yeah, it was Criminal. deemed dangerous. Yes, oh, and I, I know that we get in trouble for the way we talk about HIV on this podcast. But that's the way it we received it from looking. Well, at no, that's it what was team. on the books and were laws. I know that back the girls. Well. I know the girls love to judge the way we discuss HIV on here for a podcast. But girl, that's what the way. Girl, that's what I seen. Do cocaine only in moderation. <laughs> Moving on. Um, the I bottom. Hated that. <laughs> I hated. Well, it's 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 realistic when you get put in those situations and you've been poor your whole life. Mm-hmm. You finally get an opportunity. And so they and me free drugs, free drugs, free and then drugs. it might be medication grade drugs. But do you believe? Oh, I'm putting my I'm putting like, my nose to the table. I'm doing you, half. Do you believe that Angel really believed that, or do was she trying to convince her? She was tricking Poppy. No shade. Tricky. That she was that she had status. Yeah, she kept she wanted him to go tell him about the things. And so, like, yeah, come to the photo shoot with me. And then I, after this, we're going to go to the club, and you're going to get in, and you're going to be VIP because I'm VIP. Mm-hmm. Then I want to see somebody from work that you saw me at the photo shoot with. Mm-hmm. So now you'll believe that my status, and then that way, you will continue to believe in me. Then I can keep coming home and telling you all these great stories because it will all make sense to you because you've seen it before. And it's all a scam. I hate that, that we... I- <laughs> Oh, coke is realistic. The girls will do a coke. I have, no, listen. I've been put in situations. They still doing that white clear. girl. For some reason, very, it's always a white girl. I'm very clear. Better move on to a new I'm one. just hoping it was just one episode, very isolated. Let's move on from this. I don't oh, want to see so. Angel mm-hmm. strung out. Like, I don't. Even though that is a storyline they have not tackled yet, it's trans Can women and their drug usage. You have really beautiful eyes. Oh, I thank you. And I'm like, I'm sitting here across from you. <laughs> You've been drinking. You've been sipping cocktails. Oh, um, my God. Are you single? Well, the bottom shaming dialogue. <laughs> oh, here we go. I'm back, I'm back to my natural self. Was, was very. I think it was put on a little thick. Did but you? it was necessary. I, I think was getting it was, ready to say that I felt like it was no. Very I think minimal. it was uh, no. They, they definitely. It was like a one. Man. It was. It was a. It was Ricky made a very general statement and then pray tell. Well, we're not gonna do that. Right. That's why. I was but there was no thing. follow through. Like Ricky didn't say anything. Like, like the normal reaction is to be like, "What are you talking about?" All I said was, and, but and that's I how you know you got you got to. But I, everything, I, I, but I, everything Praytel says comes across preachy because of the, his performance. So mm-hmm. that's why I felt like it was laid on thick. Like, it's his performance. Like it was just somebody in the writing room. Like make sure we include bottom shaming yeah, somewhere yeah, yeah. in the, right. in okay. the season. So as a woman, 
I y'all ruined um post me every Wednesday when I wake up and I done did the podcast on Tuesday. No, Don't no, no, and so I saw it. I saw Watch the tweet when I woke up on Wednesday morning. The top tweet on my timeline was from what's his character name? Pray tell or Ricky. Rick Ricky's character Dylan the top tweet, The top tweet on he my timeline that had been retweeted a bajillion times was shout out to the bottoms out all the bottoms out there, y'all make the world go around or something he had said. And I was like I wonder what the fuck that happened on pause last night. Yeah. <laughs> and it was, you know, and then so when I got to watch it, I was like, hmm, that's why he had did that tweet because he knew he had to medicate that fucking wound. <laughs> he had to put some goddamn A and D ointment, some something on there. He called the dude a big bottom. And he, yeah. So I wasn't. Given that I had already received my medication as a pre warning before I saw the episode. I was triggered, but then I was like, I would like to be mad about this. And then I was like, oh, shit. But he had to not really tweet and apologize. So I couldn't be mad. But it was definitely yeah. bottom shaming. Oh, yeah. Um, had an occurrence had happened. So right down one incident on the um, log. But you know something I also think is because, like, some in our community. Oh, now, remember the, do you know, remember the guy? Do you know who we're talking about? Who, Jesus ex, Christ, he died for his ex boyfriend. Oh, or something. The, oh, the yeah, dancer. Yeah, the, yeah that the he dancer. went on tour with. Yeah. I, I'm getting to that point okay, because. Because um, I have something to say about it. Yeah. Okay. So I thought it was also. It was true and it's still true in 2019 where yeah, doctors. I'm I'm, I'm, ah. Five seconds. Um, where doctors are uneducated or um, callous about situations because when Ricky went to go get tested, the doctor was very much like, well, yeah, of course you got HIV. You didn't know you had HIV because yeah. you've had all these sexual... Oh, that lady. Yeah, you've had all of this sex. You've admitted all this sex on this form. Of course you got HIV. Like, what the fuck did you think? <clears throat> Instead of actually talking to someone that has now been diagnosed with HIV right. correctly and uh, connecting them to care in other ways and she just basically put him down and like girl of course you got HIV girl you that was that you fucked 20 girls that was the tone yeah mm-hmm. and that that's what she gave tone. that's what she gave and i think um that was slut shaming that she definitely did that still happens in doctors offices today because mm-hmm. if you go in and adequately Report how much sex you really do have right. uh, to an infectious disease doctor or an infectious disease nurse, then the same stuff will still come around. Like, well, girl, I got to test you for everything. With a pack, a pack. I'm just gonna bring the antibiotics in here. And and you know, it's funny because sometimes I have to remember. Because, you know what really put me in a moment is when she read his age and said, well, his birth date, whatever, whatever, 1967. Yeah. Because I had to remember, like... This was the, 1990. Right. Because nowadays, I do believe that, um, you know, doctors, all, well, well, most medical professionals go through uh, trainings to be a little bit, even in my field we do, um, they call it... Um, cultural competency and now and, we do yeah now you know <laughs> i'll tell them what you did because that was a part of the questions but we had to move on what do you what? do now what oh so so now i am a um family service coordinator for uh or family service counselor for one of the leading black owned mental health agencies in maryland work um so my job is basically i go into the homes and schools of my clients and help to translate everything they're doing in therapy and learning in therapy, 
I help them translate that into everyday practices, routines, strategies um, to help meet their behavioral goals, emotional goals, academic goals. Sammy need to quit acting up. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Great. So that was uh, baseline context for what he was saying before. I wanted everyone to know that it just wasn't coming from um, a bitch on the internet. The he actually oh. does those things. Yeah. So I and I and so you're right. The cultural Dur- during that time, during that period of time, I don't believe that those types of trainings and resources were Didn't available. Happen. So doctors were very much that. That was the attitude. Like, what's the big surprise? I mean. Basically, you're black, you're a faggot, you sleep around. You definitely got the AIDS. Yeah. That's how, that's how they approached it, and that's how they felt. And I felt like his response was just... It was, it was real. It, very. It was real. And he wanted to clean up before he walked back there to the pray tale, but yeah. Them tears oh, couldn't stop. Child. Yeah, yeah. Them tears couldn't stop. Yeah. Um, I think that Angel showing up high... Or hungover. I don't know which one it was. A combination of both. Uh, <laughs> Maybe. A little bit of both. Mm-hmm. It just got some dick because um, Esteban been licking it thing. I hated that scene. <laughs> I hated it. I like seeing his ass. He got a cute little ass. He wasn't doing anything. He was just laying there. They didn't if even... you gotta move this up. Uh, <laughs> move. <laughs> rate the proper way. Right. Sorry. They were Gyrate. just laying there. It's FX. It was he, was, he was scooting on it. I'm like, <laughs> y'all hate when I scoot on it, but you gonna scoot on me. We ain't doing no scooting over here. It was, it was hard. <laughs> I could have done with it. He was... I, oh, I thought you were gonna say you usually do that. I would say I'm praying for you. Scoop. <laughs> Scoop in the pussy. What are you doing? Skeet in the pussy. Wow. Um <laughs> I could have done without the entire story. Angel showing up high or hungover from the night before is the line that we all should know not to cross as professionals. Well, I'm gonna take another shot. Do, see? <laughs> and so uh as people that you, if you do drugs or you drink a lot or you smoke a lot, substance you should re- whatever the substance is, you should realize what line you have to get to so you can still get up and get to work in the morning. Angel Man. showed up to a photo shoot that was going to define her career 2 hours late. Mhm. High and or hang, hungover, mm-hmm. um, and as a person of color and as a transgender woman who does not get these opportunities, especially back then, didn't get those opportunities. She fucked up. She fucked up for herself, and she fucked up for girls coming behind her because now, girl, the next black trans girl, she's just gonna come in here high on coke and she can't do the photo shoot, but or you- it's gonna take us longer to do her photo shoot because she's two hours late, and I gotta do her makeup real good because she's fucked up looking. Homegirl yeah. said, "You see all this." It's for you. It's for you. All these people are here for you. All these wardrobe, this makeup, this photographer, and it ended up being the photographer that um had that got her, got her, her, her snatched her so wig. So what they getting ready to do? Oh lord, I don't. Do you know the Tracy Africa story? Are y'all familiar with the Tracy no. Africa story? Okay, so Tracy Africa is another ballroom figure who she was the first trans woman to ever appear on a Clairol box hair dye. Oh. She she this. she that walked she walked Fem Queen face. Um, she's still alive today. Uh, she modeled for it, it was either Essence magazine or Ebony magazine. Probably and, Ebony. We and she was on a Christmas Ebony. shoot. And one of the gay it was either makeup artist or hairstylist or photographers went to the 
the editor-at-large of the magazine and outed Tracy and said she's a trans woman. And while she was on set, they, the editor-at-large and, and some other... Of course, they counseled each other. Yeah. Come, came out, basically told her she had to leave set. Um, and Tracy tells this story now. So they're combining... The, they're combining Octavia St. Laurent's story with Tracy Africa. So what's getting ready to happen to Angel is either the photographer is going to out her or he's going to have one of his minions out her and that will be their ode to Tracy just Ooh, like the suitcase theory. was oh. Dorian Corey mm. uh, Venus Extravaganza mm. was Candy but it should have been Lulu who It should have been Lulu I, I, it, That's a I, whole I, nother I, Oh man I, I, have, <laughs> I don't know about all that <laughs> Lloyd. But anyway, pause yeah. this last week um, was a great episode. We're looking forward to uh, tonight's episode, which again we will be reviewing next week. Because y'all love y'all podcast early <laughs> in the morning. First thing. Uh, indeed. Um, next story is something that got deleted. Mm. Well, they took that one on down. There's that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it was about the um, Ohio State Representative who blamed the mass Bye. shootings uh, this past weekend. I'm going on break. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, this past weekend, uh, over 30 people were killed in different mass shootings across the country. And um, the story was posted to Cincinnati.com. Um, where their Ohio State representative had blamed the shootings on drag queens, gay advocates, and open borders. Mm. So I thought that it was important for us to note that and talk about that because it's extremely important, extremely uh, relevant going on today um, that a white woman would feel the need to scapegoat Gay people, trans people, and something that had nothing, nothing to, to do, do with us at all, and everything to do with white nationalism and white domestic terrorism. I saw that. Um, I saw that tweet. I, re- I read it because um, it was in a headline. Mm-hmm. Do you have it in front of you? They deleted it. They took it down because uh, so, so that, probably okay, her okay. lawyer her lawyer got a hold to it and gotcha. said. Hey, they pulled in my wig too hard. Yeah, Take yeah, it out. Yeah. But I'm sure if you Google it, you can find it somewhere else. The original story that I had, like I said, was on Cincinnati.com. Um, but if you Google Ohio shooting state representative blames the shootings on drag queens, blah, 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 I'm sure you'll find it somewhere else. The original story has been taken down because, like I said, her lawyer probably got a hold to it and said, they're tugging at my wig too hard. The importance of the story is to understand what is really going on in the country. We are protecting white men overwhelmingly larger than we would protect anybody else in this country because I ain't seen no picture of the shooter of any of these three mass shootings this weekend. We ain't got no names. We ain't got no pictures. They ain't gave us no, um, what his name on Jack or his name on Twitter is. <laughs> they ain't said a motherfucking thing. Because they are white men and they don't want the narrative of white men doing these mass shootings to be out. And so they will sprinkle it in the news sometime, you know, in the next couple of days. You know, well, what they're doing. Do a little yang yang. Yeah, they're, they're blaming it on, they're blaming it on mental health. health. Yeah. And video games. And we'll turn around, though. It's interesting because whenever black 
quote unquote black on black crime is a, a headline story. If you if you notice, mental health is never brought up as a, as a cause or as a trigger. Um, you know, we, we, we always handle these mass shootings and these white male mass shooters with very soft gloves constantly. Um, and it's, it does a disservice to, to the community because not everyone who suffers from mental health has the desire, the urge um, to take the lives of other people. Of other people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like studies show that. Yeah. So I can't I can accept. I, I I most certainly can accept that there's definitely some mental instability um, in the the makeup of anyone who can commit such heinous crime, but at the same token, it just it's frustrating that whenever these narratives are shared that mental health is always the go-to that the reporters and press are always talking about you know oh the rough childhood that billy had and you know the trauma in in his in, in in danny's life young life and you know it's never the same soft glove when we're discussing Eric Garner, because as soon as Eric Garner happened, his whole goddamn rap sheet was released the next day. Absolutely, I can't breathe. Even even when it comes to even with you know, um, I I really wish I had the, um, I want to know specifically how because not only did they talk about did they blame drag queens, but they said something else about fatherless. Something about fathers, That's what she said. fathers not being mm, broken homes. Families. Yeah, That's yeah. what she blamed. Yeah. Broken homes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and um, more often than not, these white domestic terrorists did not come from broken homes. Yeah. So right. whatever the fuck we doing in our community did not affect his white ass and did not tell his white ass to pick up no semi-automatic weapon and go shoot up dozens of people. It was a So hate. stop the bullshit. It was definitely beyond a doubt. Why even the El Paso shooting? That was Saturday, right? He drove yeah. ten El Paso. hours. He did from Dallas to El Paso. Right. If you right. can't go to Sweetie, Bella so he's Noche, not shooting up all that not gas shoot, money. Not he shooting up his own, but specifically came into a minority community. Mm-hmm. It was a hate crime. If you can't go to the Bella Noche slash Walmart, then where could you <laughs> where go? Where could you go? Where can you go? So, um, that, my dears, is the end <laughs> of some of our tepid topics. What do you have going on in social studies? Well, first of all, hashtag arrest Ed Buck. Oh, yeah. There have not been any new developments in the um, arrest of Ed Buck from a few weeks ago. When has there been they a, said another he's going to be charged. Another death? Only two. Okay. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Well, no, no, no. Whoa, whoa, whoa. The, the development is it has been one year since the first person that he killed, Jamel Moore. This, oh, it's been, this, one, year. It's been one year since he's killed Jamel Moore. Oh he God. killed um, Timothy Dean at the top of the year of January 2019. So it has been one year. So rest in power and rest in peace to Jamel Moore. Um, so this person has been out here on the streets after killing two black mm. two black men. I won't say gay because we don't know mm-hmm. everyone's Sexuality full. Sexuality is a thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, 
He's still on on city streets, yeah, able to kill other people. 2018, has been one full year. One full year. That was the first death. Yes, okay. Jamel Moore. Okay. One full year since he committed that heinous crime and received no punishment, no uh, repercussions from it at all, and is still able to freely kill someone else on city streets right now. He definitely needs to be arrested and get him the fuck out of here. I definitely the the fact that the circumstances surrounding both deaths are so similar to me is they're identical. They're not just similar. Well, yeah, it's <laughs> they're like, identical. I, I don't tied to the bed, giving meth, left for dead, still tied to the bed when the police arrive. But somehow, Ed Book don't know what had happened. Yeah, he is a predator for sure. <laughs> Predator, and not just a, and not a good predator. <laughs> not a good predator. What made you? What 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 made you uh, just bring that up? We do it every week. Hashtag arrest that book every week. Uh, Since you're keeping um, you're keeping the headline alive. Yeah, absolutely. Because no one important. else will. It no is. one else is talking about it. It's very important. Um, because it, it doesn't it. circulate. No. Uh, we've been doing hashtag arrest that book since November. Definitely since Timothy Dean happened. Because the second one, the first one was like. Huh, this weird. The second was like, okay, girl, it's about to be a trend now. Yeah. yeah. Three girls is going to be Disney's child. Yeah, what yeah. y'all doing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Indeed. I like that, you guys. So, um, the tweet I want to read you guys for is social studies. I don't have a lot of data driven things or stuff this week. I just wanted to have a conversation. Okay. It says, y'all, oh, I need to talk about pop. It said that at the beginning of the tweet. The beginning of the two was, Y'all <laughs> seen those videos of that guy jacking off in public? Oh. IKEA, the airplane, and the gas station. That is out of line. There is a time and place for that. I call police on him. Y'all just turn him on because he good looking. I haven't seen the video. <laughs> I haven't. So there's a guy named um Duriel Hines. Okay. Who was masturbating on the stair climber at the gym? Wow. Um, in another video, he was seen. Um, I think he was dipping the dildo in the um, lubricant. Wow. Down to the locker room at the gym. He was um, sitting on the dildo in the locker with other men walking what? around in the locker room. Now it's a beautiful sight because he's wait 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 he's talented. This, this is this is happening. This is out in the open. Mm-hmm. And um, he was also cited walking along the expressway, um, encouraging his followers to come if they see him to come pick him up. This is a black man. Mm-hmm. Down to the Texas. How have I not seen this? OnlyFans. You probably not behind the paywall. So I saw the video of the black man walking up the street, and he he nuts on the or attempts to on the woman sitting. On no, her, he did nut on the woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is this no, the same did. guy? No, no, no. Oh, that's okay. a different guy. Oh, okay. This was fine. Gotcha. Like that is outwardly appearing fine, but on the inside he fucked up more than likely. So that's what inspires this week's social studies because got it. When I was laying in my bed and I was watching the story <laughs> of this man just walked up and nutted on this woman for right. views. Yeah. Yep. I'm just like this public indecency. You can go to jail for that and be forced to register as a sex offender. You will go to jail for it if you're in the right place. So, <laughs> I have I have mixed opinions on 
this issue because so let me hear you. let me hear your point of view no let me hear your point of view first um well no it's not mixed for me i think it's a, there's a difference between being um cuz maybe this is weird. an exhibitionist for me yeah no and so there's a difference between being an exhibitionist because i feel like i am somewhat of an exhibitionist and a nudist, mm-hmm. but I do it responsibly. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to go nut on somebody for clicks or views. Right. Um, I'm going to go express myself sexually and feel free mm-hmm. in places where there aren't children, um, where um, some of the similar people with similar thoughts and minds do the something similar. Um, I love going to nude beaches where other people like being nude. Mm-hmm. Um, I will go to a sequestered part of the beach if I'm going to be semi-nude and take a picture for the gram real quick and then get put my clothes back on. But I'm not doing this for public attention. Um, and that's the difference between what I do and what other exhibitionists do than what he does. He definitely puts other people in the trajectory of being offended, seeing his sexual acts, being a part of his sexual acts, whether they are willing or unwilling or participants. Yeah. And so that's a difference between being an exhibitionist and being an offender. That's great. I'm glad that you put it that way because that <laughs> definitely clears... Because like, yeah. that clears up... That That is exactly how I feel. Because for me, you know, when I first started going to the gym, it was... September or October of 2012. Mm-hmm. And in Baltimore, there's I, I joined Merritt Athletic Club in Owens Mills. Owens Mills is like a county in Baltimore. I like Owens Mills. You familiar? Okay, mm-hmm. so that's where I live. Oh, it sounds like money. It do. Anything <laughs> with a Mills on it. Like, so that's where I live. Around However, when I would leave work, I would go to the downtown location, mm-hmm. which... I didn't know, but learned very quickly is the, the gay gym. The gay gym. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's the big one. It's the cute one. It's the that's where the gays, of course. And the so there gays. were things that I would see. Short shorts. In the oh locker no, room. in the locker room, in the sauna, yeah. in the shower. I that I honestly did not have any issues with. That even though were considered or could be considered a crime, because it seemed that. During certain parts of the day, everybody was participating. I didn't, I didn't see the harm in it. However, just like in going to a nude beach, everybody pretty much agrees. Understood. It's understood. Everybody while agrees we're here. to it. And even though I will say, not every gay who attend went to or goes into a locker room, of course, participates in this types of activity or goes to the gym for these reasons. But I'm with you. If it's a place and time. Where we're all adults, we all know why we're here, we all are sharing in this similar experience, and it's just kind of an accepted thing, then that's where I deem it to be appropriate. But I do not understand the mind of an individual. I don't. And I do believe that there is, once again, some mental illness at work here, at play here, for someone to literally be right. I mean, oh, he was writing a full dildo in the view of other people. I don't. When and no one else, and it's like everybody else is just sort of going along with the normal routine. Yeah, nobody a, was like a hey, locker room like, or a gym or a day. They were walking yeah. past. It's very kind and of. So in another video, he was um, sitting on the passenger side. He had a window seat in the airplane, and someone oh, was yeah. with him, and he 
skeeted all over the the things in the passenger seat and he was holding the camera to where it, like oh I got a black friend sitting next to me but there's also like other people sitting here on the plane I'm sitting here skeet skeeting yeah. all over the airplane to me so when you get arrested you also get a federal charge oh yeah because this is on the airplane you're on a plane which I believe deservedly so I I, I don't know I, I do understand people's desires but I also know there's a time and there's a place and in public spaces like that are not appropriate. They just simply are not appropriate. But the the getting caught, like when you go on my, it's like caught doing this, caught doing that. Yeah. It's just it's just another category, just like the humiliation is, because you know, like the men with little dicks, they get humiliated for having a small penis, and you know, like the fat guy, the cute blonde, does this to the fat guy. You know, like the, all those subcategories. Well, it's the difference and, between a genre of consent and a genre of. I didn't consent to this. But the non yeah. the not the non consent is what makes it a genre. No, because well, people so are consenting the, to it. Like Okay, well that that delves into what we've talked about for a year and a half is stealthing. Mm-hmm. So that is a, a lane where someone can consent to being stealthed, but oftentimes oh yeah, that's the thing. Okay. Um but oftentimes that's not what's going on. It's people that are willingly Taking the condom off during sex and not allowing the receptive partner to make the decision whether they want to have raw dick or is not. Is it consensual? Is what? They are having condom sex and then the top decides to take the condom off and keep going. Is that consensual? No. No. Okay. Nobody thinks. Nobody thinks. Do you that. think? Do you think so? <laughs> oh, I no. don't. But but there is also a genre where that's popular mm-hmm. and the bottom already knows that that's what we're recording. And she's okay with not she. Excuse me. Oh, do we do we know that this is what we're doing? <laughs> no, do I know that this is what we're doing. Well, what, what, what I, I know, I know the a couple of the girls that have done a that. A couple and of the girls. Okay, I'm not saying so. They're girl. perpetuating the stereotype. Yes, for views. Yes, and likes. Like and they're girl, okay. Like, like this girl who is doing it for his OnlyFans. Yes. Okay. But but what I'm saying is it's not okay because consent is not there. But there are instances where consent is there, like we were talking about with stealthing. Mm-hmm. So some sometimes some of the Twitter freaks are okay with raw sex, mm-hmm. but they know that this stealthing part of the video is going to get us more clicks. Right. So sure, just pretend you got on a condom and then take it off and then everybody's going to be excited to watch the video, even though I know I'm getting raw dick and nut in my butt at the end. Unbelievable. This is the here. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Like, are you asking me? What are you asking me? <laughs> We're discussing public indecency and the risk associated with it. What are your What are your thoughts on it? There's even a couple who was saying. So, would you have sex outdoors? There was even a couple who was saying I having have, sex on the freeway. There at our age has not. And so that's also a part of why on this particular issue I was I was sort of, you know, unsure of how to feel because I know for if I am engaged in an act with someone and this individual is a willing participant and we happen to get caught like and no one else is around, it's at night. But let's just say police are staking this area. Mm-hmm. Oh, right? that's a real thing. They do right. that on purpose. Right. So are we truly 
we're violating a, a we're violating a written law, but there's no one around to witness. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So is if it really fall, indecent? If falls, right. If a tree falls in the forest, then exactly. no one's around to hear it. Is it really indecent? Did she make a sound? If it's only the two of us in this park, in this car, or outside, we just happen to get caught by an officer who not... Well, let me not go there, but... You know, the difference is intent. And so if you are like I have, I, that girl was me, um, have had sex outdoors, but the intent was just for us to have right. sex outdoors. Yeah. And nobody else be affected by it. Nobody else see it. We just did some freaky shit right. in the park. That is different. That intent is different than what this gentleman is doing where he is fine with the intent of other people seeing him nut on the airline window and nut on the seats and ride a dildo at the gym. He's doing this That's for his intent stuff. is I don't care if they do it. I want to put this on. Twitter. Is his face out there? Yeah, yeah. He's attractive. He's a stripper. I don't know if he, he's a stripper. Oh well, I met him in New Orleans when we were together. He's um, really, really setting himself up. So, in a different fall. scenario, um, an eighteen-year-old was on the football team and they were taking their yearbook photo. He was on the second row, mm-hmm. and so some teammates dared him to um, expose himself when during the photo. Mm-hmm. So that photo was selected to be in the yearbook. <laughs> In the picture, you've got to be kidding me. No, no, here you go. 19 years old, he has over 60 counts um, of indecent exposure for and has been charged with a class four felony. Wow, at 18 years old, wow, over 60 counts of indecent exposure. This is a different young man that we're talking about. Yeah, this is a different story. This this is a white man. This is not the girls jacking off at the gym. Oh, no, I get it. I get it. This is so now he's got. He's just going around for the rest of his life with over 60 counts of indecent exposure and the felony because mm. of a dare when he was 18 years old. Are mm. you? What are the risks associated with all this indecent exposure? I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. But you know something else? You know something else? We live in a time now where, like, really the stakes are high. Everybody truly wants their vi- their footage to go viral, their picture to go viral. People, I don't, I mean, I, I'm not going to sit here and dismiss the behavior and say that people are, aren't doing this with malicious intent, but it's for the shock value, the money that's involved for those who are paying their subscriptions, for the viral fame associated with it. People, this generation aren't thinking about consequences. They're thinking about- Or the, the future. Right. 19 years old with over 60 counts of indecent exposure and a class 4 felony? Yeah. Sign me up for McDonald's, I guess. Ever. (laughs) That this will be looked up. McDonald's don't want you at that point. Yeah. Because now your biological name is associated with it. So on every resident. I just Googled football player indecent exposure. And that's that's what came up. His picture. Every resident. Because I could not remember his name. Yeah. That that that's going to be associated with your with your name and your identity. And but 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 the reason why they're not thinking about the future is because this society now teaches them and shows young people that you don't have to have a degree or a professional See job girls. or anything to be successful. All you need is a moment. Mm-hmm. All you need is a moment. And if you can get Black China millions of views and millions of followers and, you know, all you need is that moment. So... 
I'm not surprised that footage like that is out. I mean, I'm not shocked by it. It's still disgusting, but I don't think that they are considering the future. I really don't. They are not. We have to because we are Old. have more to lose. Older and we are right, and we have homes, we have cars, we have accounts, we have lovers, partners, careers. family. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we have to consider those things. But I heard girl summer is still extended. <laughs> I don't know what y'all talking about. So um. that is social studies this week. The okay. risks associated with indecent exposure. exposure. Are y'all writing these things down? Think about it. Because yeah. when you go to jail, we don't want to see the video of you eating noodles off a dick. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> Did God. you see that video? No, oh, but I'm not. I'm not excusing myself from that behavior though. <laughs> at the same time, because he also has OnlyFans in jail. And he uploaded yep. a video of him eating noodles of a man off of a man's penis. Oh wait, oh, is it the same one? Same guy? No, 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 no. Somebody, oh, somebody, oh, somebody oh, oh, look, that's why it's that's why it's social studies. Okay, because okay. there's an anthropology yeah. element. I got you. Wild girls, so epigenetics. It's on every level. Epigenetics is following. Even after you get in jail, wow. the circle the girls of life. Are still. Oh yeah. The circle of life. This week in sexual health. Ooh, help us. <laughs> Um, I figured that we would do an interactive sesh session for the people that are a little bit older that don't know what sesh means. Interactive session. (laughs) One round. Old people can also only do one round. First off, bitch, I can do two or three. I'm not that motherfucking old. Anyway, um, with the host of tonight's episode uh, ranging from fully versed Butch Queen Top to possibly a versatile top. Oh. To an unapologetic bottom. Straight. <laughs> Thank you for identifying Period. yourself. Period. <laughs> Period. Thank you for identifying yourself. It's supposed to be confidential. <laughs> we can't tell you shit, can we? Um, <laughs> I figured that we would each give one tip on how to fleet slash douche slash do water sports. Guess. Correctly. You first. In case you get your coochie played in huh? or you get your coochie eaten, huh? you still need at least one tip. So that is this week's edition of Sexual Health. Okay. So one tip. So mine would be to not eat anything saucy or thick or <laughs> eat too thick. colorful. I saw something two to three hours, two to three hours. Oh, you talking about that kind of prior to activity? That that is my my tip. Okay. Um, I think my tip is um recognize your limits. Uh, I think a lot of people, I won't say just bottoms, but bottoms, verse, and or tops that would like some penis on tonight. Um, don't realize their limits before they have gotten to the dick, and so fleet for the dick that you have signed up for. So if you just signed up for twelve to thirteen inches of dick because you're just really trying to test the limits on tonight, you need to make sure that you've allotted the time to fleet for said penis because this is not a regular Monday night with my homeboy slash boyfriend penis. This is a industrial. Homeboy I'm going to have the letter to write boyfriend. home after this. Homeboy slash boyfriend? He plays both roles? He might be. Hmm. I'm just giving people the option. Hmm. So. What? 
I'll let you make it. I'll let you make it. I just want you to know. I'll let you colorful commentary. It's non-verbal colorful commentary, but it's present. Had this let been, it ride. Let it ride. Let been it ride. a video episode, y'all would have caught the team. Anyway, um, prepare accordingly. Make sure that you take the time to prepare accordingly for what you have signed up for, because it might be more than you typically can handle. Um, my yours tip, should be really good. My tip, no pause. Is if the tip ain't coming out clear, then you ain't in the all clear. Oh. <laughs> and that's it. Okay. I got it. Literally. If it ain't clear, then girl, you ain't clear. If it ain't, what's going on? I need to go one more time. Mm. One. That was an Ariana Grande song. <laughs> um, <laughs> one last time. Shout out to my sisters. <laughs> that is this week's God with Grace. <laughs> Sexual Hell. <laughs> <laughs> it is now time for our Here For It's. I thought we did so far souls first. Oh, yeah. That. Is that the song? As I get yelled at all the time for not knowing the order. Girl, we are an hour and a half in. <laughs> I Shout got out to uh, my homegirl. I got to call about her birth name. Kitara Siobhan Wyatt. <laughs> A.K.A. Kiki. Kiki! <laughs> uh, Kitara. That's a cute first name. Kitara Siobhan. Ain't she from Mississippi? Uh, oh, she's nothing in this world. Okay, it don't say where she from. Indianapolis, Indiana. Oh, whenever how she end up in the south? I don't know. How she end up with that accent? She was in Atlanta at age sixteen when Avant was recording his mm. album, and somebody convinced her to go to the studio, and they recorded um that first song. What was that first song called? Nothing in this world. Oh, uh, was there a song before Nothing in This World? Um, there was, because... Um, anyway, my, the song for my soul is Nothing in This World. Because my first love was their first track together. And then she got a record deal off of that, um, My First Love, yeah. Oh, I thought she they came out when she was nothing. 16. Okay. And so when she got a record deal after that was a hit, the, stu- the label was like, Oh, girl, she just did My First Love at age 16 and Slade, so we need to give her a record deal. And I feel... Her song, Nothing in This World, that they did together was better than the song they did with the fun. So, you know, we all over 30 over in this um, room. Mm-hmm. So, I really Allegedly. feel like... Yeah. So, God be the glory. Um, <laughs> look, we made it. We survived. <laughs> Whatever age we are. I agree. To this day. So, I really think that her song, Nothing in This World, is better than My First Love. And I've listened to them both on repeat this weekend to try to decide which one is better. And I think her song wins. Mm. Work. That's the song for my soul. I hope she come out with something new. I feel it. Um, so, my song for my soul is the original ASMR before ASMR was ever even called ASMR. Baby, that's my song. <laughs> <laughs> and your nasty ass knew exactly what the fuck it was. Oh, okay. Look back at me. <laughs> I can't even fucking do it right. Oh, okay. Hey, how you <laughs> Hey, how you doing, little mama? Let me whisper here. Tell you something that you might like to hear. You got a sexy ass body and your ass looks soft. Mind if I touch it and see if it's soft? No, I'm just playing. Let's just say I can. Rapey. And... <laughs> And I'm known to be a real nasty man. And they get and they say I, a closed mouth don't get fed. So I don't mind asking for head. Okay. Mm. 
You heard what I said? Huh? We need to make our way to the bed. And you can't start using your head. Is this how you sounds in it? Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> you like to fuck? Have your open legs. Do it up, slapping ass because the sets get rough. Switch positions and ready to get down to business. So you can see what you've been missing. Mm-hmm. You might have some, but you ain't never had nothing like this. Just wait till you see my dick. Wait hey, bitch. Wait till you see my dick. I used to play this in the DC Wait till you see my dick. Shout out to the Yin Yang Twins. First of all, this sounds like my Tinder messages right now. And I was like, <laughs> that was boy, definitely this, game from, this game from 97? What year that song come out? 2005. <laughs> yep. As a young adult woman. That was I was in yeah. the junior section down to the Macy's. In the in the missus. That was before y'all came. Y'all did. Were y'all here for the edge? No, no. Uh, I don't know what kind of edge you talking about. <laughs> <laughs> it was a club here. Friday nights. That's where everybody. In the, there was one spot on Friday nights everybody went to. It was the edge. There wasn't all these little stupid pop up clubs, and it was oh. one spot. Oh. Daryl Wilson's the edge. Oh well, Daryl Wilson's still kicking, but he what's doing the song that. for your? I'll go say. Yin Yang Twins whisper song. Song for my soul. So I'm going to change mine from what I was going to yeah. say. Because we was. Woo. So mine is It Ain't Over Till It's Over by the legendary rocker Lenny Kravitz. I love Lenny Kravitz. Oh, man. So my when I'm driving, I you know I usually am on shuffle. Um, over the weekend, a song came on. It takes me back to a place. I think when I think about my life, the, the only time I was truly depressed, depressed was I was 19. I discovered Lenny Kravitz and, and this album, the Mama Said album, at that time, and it really like helped bring me up out of out of that funk. Get up! I used to play this song every day of my life. Like I was still living at home. Well, I was. It was the summer between my freshman year and sophomore year in college. It ain't over till it's over. Those lyrics, even he he's talking about his broken relationship with Lisa Bonet, and he's talking about how you know they're gonna they're gonna get back together and you know. It's about their love, and but for me, I translated it to mean like everything in my life at that time. I felt like a failure, you know. I felt like at that time I really wasn't. I had just kissed a guy for the first time. I wasn't really out. Um, I didn't have a car. All my friends. It seemed like everybody was just all in different directions. I was in a funk, and I translated the lyrics to mean like you know, life really isn't over. Like this is. You're just going through a period right now. You're going through a time. So every time I hear that song, it takes me back to that period. And yes, I would consider it to be my favorite, my favorite song for multiple reasons. Give us a bar. It ain't over till it's over. I don't have your voice. You said you asked the question, then answered it. Sure did. (laughs) (laughs) Woo! Combination plate. I love this week. Am I here for it? A father, a black one at that, Lord. <clears throat> His name is Wendell. Not the girl y'all like to call Wendell, but a real man named Wendell. Wendell. Wendell was born in the 60s, wasn't he? A nigga named Wendell. Back when Ricky was born, apparently. 67. Wendell Melton um, murdered his 14-year-old son, Giovanni, back in November 2017 down in Nevada oh. after an argument about his son's sexuality. Mm. The mother says, um, according to reports from friends, um, the father had previously pulled a gun out on his son during another argument that they were having about 
his son's sexuality. So, uh, back down to the November 2017, after he was accused and charged and fingerprinted, had to bend over and um, cough. So, um, the bond was set to $808,000 for Wendell back in November 2017. And apparently, in March 2019, down to the Nevada courts, he got a bail reduction hearing. And the judge agreed that, like, wow, for murdering your own son, you should definitely not have to be paying $808,000. Let's reduce this to $200,000. And let's put you on house arrest for your child until your trial because, like, we're treating you harshly wow. and you don't deserve this. Wow. And the mother was like, uh, first and foremost, he just murdered his own son. Son, so he would definitely murder someone else. He don't need to be at home looking at the bitches next door, down the street, around the corner, or nowhere. He needs to be in jail. His bail needs to be escalated from $808,000, and this needs to be escalated to a hate crime, not just murder. Absolutely. Because this is like the first time he pulled a gun out on his own son over a disagreement about. Who he want to have sex with? Because mm. the bill's still going to come in your name. You still have to pay him. If he even having sex with anybody yet. You're going to have right. to go get a job. Right. Because, girl, he probably have expensive habits. Because those gays don't really be having cheap habits. Um, except you. Every, yeah, except me. <laughs> and so, I mean, the only thing that's different about his son is who he has sex with. And that did not constitute his own father, as we just got to talk about trans kids, mm-hmm. deciding when they want to have their own gender expression for themselves. When I figure out what that is for me and who I would like to share that world with, my father is supposed to love me through that, support me through that. If they don't have the education to do it, there are public libraries. The way my taxes come out, my check... I know there are public libraries for the less fortunate and the less educated. They probably still can point you to the Britannica. It's not printed anymore. It's available online. <laughs> and the way these iPhones set up, it don't matter if you got an iPhone 3GS or iPhone 10XR. Mm-hmm. Google, Bing, Yahoo, XG still exists. Does it? Mm-hmm. I did not know that. You less fortunate than uneducated. Okay. (laughs) So, there is no reason for you to be out here murdering your son at 14 years old. Attempting to murder. Down to the holiday season. He's not even going to be here for Thanksgiving or Christmas. Although being 14 years old and thinking, oh, I might like boys. Oh, it might appear as though I like, because I was called a faggot before I knew I was a faggot. So, maybe that was the case. But I'm absolutely not here for this bail reduction for this father who murdered his 14-year-old son and pointed a gun to his own child's body in any capacity. Definitely once, allegedly twice. What the fuck is going on in this world? First, we got the El Paso. We got the California. We got the um, Toledo, Ohio. Trying to make it a little light of the moment right now because it's really heavy. But the the girls down to the Dayton, Ohio. What is going on in this world? We need some gun reform. I'm not here for it. 
Well, unfortunately, I don't have lighter news to report. <laughs> I'm also not here for um, the treatment of transgender women in the D.C. area. Um, as we've been reporting over the last few months of um, deaths uh, via homicide, uh, there was also a transgender woman who um, was mugged, beaten, and robbed <clears throat> this past weekend. Uh, her name is Alicia Love, and um, she is a manager at a local gay bar slash club, the D.C. Eagle, mm -hmm. um, who left her job at 3 a.m. in the morning and was pursued down Minnesota Avenue and beaten and robbed. Oh, wow. And... Um, the gas station that she ran to while she was in the process of being beaten and robbed trying to escape did not let her in oh, wow. um, because I guess they just were too afraid to let her in or didn't like the way that she was presenting or whatever the case was but she thought that going to the nearest safe space with Allegiant lights mm -hmm. uh, she thought that that would be a safe space to get away from these attackers uh, she put in a police report she was attacked by seven men. So one transgender woman at 3 a.m. in the morning being beaten. Can she sue that gas station? Maybe. Wow. If, maybe if she gets good lawyer. But she's just got to focus on being alive. Amen. Because as we talked about with um, a couple other transgender women, this does not mean the end of um, things that happen to them. This is only really the beginning. <clears throat> and so she got to the gas station Um after she's been attacked, hoping to find a, a safe space, safe place. Um, and while outside trying to get in, the guys that are attacking her are calling her he, she, faggot, mm -hmm. tranny, all the above. And the clerk still did not let her in, where she was still continued to be attacked until the police were called. Wow. Police were called by an uh, a passerby. And a passerby got the police to show up. The police showed up, and she filed her report. Thankfully, she was not killed because this is not far from the same area that we talked about where Zoe Spears was killed. This is literally two miles away from the same area. So I'm not here for it because the same things continue to happen in the same places, unfortunately, to people that don't deserve this kind of treatment and um, should be safe enough to go home after they get off work. She is a manager at a local um, club and bar where a lot of the gay Providing people... Providing a safe space for us to come here. A lot of gay food. people in, yeah. in the D.C. area go to at least once a month on the first Fridays because we ain't got nowhere else black and gay to go to. Um, it's typically a white space. But she is a manager there, um, a black trans woman. And now she's got to worry about how to get home from work mm -hmm. from here on out. So this instance does not end with just the one attack that she's had. She's going to have to relive this attack every night that she gets off work. And I'm absolutely not here for it. Again, her name is Alicia Love. Uh, she's a friend of Impulse Group DC. Um, she is a member of the Breaking Ground um, play that we often do and promote here in DC as well. So a member of our community being attacked, I am absolutely not here for it. I'm never going to be here for it. Stop the violence. Please protect trans women, especially trans women of color. I love that. I didn't hear that story, but I love that. Can I say something that I am here for? Yes. Because I said I wanted to do that. Okay. So I am here for 
um, moments like this where individuals from our community are using their platforms to not only entertain the younger generation, but to also enlighten and educate and inform. Um, I think platforms such as this one are, are necessary um, because it's not very often that we're able to log online and see stories affecting our community projected in mainstream headlines. So whenever there is a blogger or a podcaster or YouTube personality from our community, we have to support them, whether it be just by sharing their links, listening and watching their content, reading their stories, um, subscribing to their work, and paying for their content as well. Um, Because it isn't free to produce on a regular basis quality work. Um, so I'm, I'm definitely here for, for platforms and spaces like these. And I also want to thank you guys, and I'm here for you all opening your platform to me. Um, someone who may not be as, as um, well known to this present generation, um, I am eternally grateful for you guys inviting me here and sharing this moment with me. I think there needs to be more of this as opposed to a lot of the um, competition that exists where we feel as gay men that we can't reach out um, a helping hand to the other and fear that our space or opportunity or moment is going to be stolen or robbed from us. Um, You know, they say that there's room for everyone. And though I don't necessarily believe that, I do believe that, you know, we can't grow and prosper um, as a community if everyone is about self. So I'm here for more moments like this. And there will be. We appreciate you uh, for, again, uh, like we talked about at the top of the podcast, for already being a um, unapologetic black and gay voice. And we look forward to hearing more because you have rejoined YouTube recently. And um, what's the title of your latest video? Um. (laughs) Cold 20 Man Down. What's your new single? Columbia Records didn't quite tell me which one is the single. That caught me so off guard. Um, it's called The Mistreatment of Ballroom Boys <laughs> yes. and Trans Women Who Pose in Real Life. Yes. Indeed. That one. <laughs> Go check out your girl over on YouTube. Sam says. Uh, and see that. He had great commentary again, like we've been talking about for most of the episode about ballroom culture. As someone that was directly in the ballroom culture, uh and from As a the spectator. Ballroom. As a spectator, I've never walked a ball. I thought you were in a ball. No, no, I've never walked a ball ever in my life. Oh, Spe- well, I guess I'm I'm more of an aficionado than you. I walk too. Oh, wow, here in DC? No, Dallas. Interesting. Yeah, interesting. No, I've never walked. I've always been a spectator, and I've always had close friends who are who hold leadership positions in ball. Okay, well, that, always, I mean, so. that's that's that's. A different experience because yeah. I was part of no house. I was just out there. I was like, well, oh, girl, you were a 007. I was a 007. <laughs> I was definitely a 007 in the Dallas days. Blanca. Don't ask me what year. <laughs> Don't ask me what year. Um, and so now it has come to our favorite part of the podcast. 
It is our last call. We will. Yes, you will. Um, we will do our last call to um, whatever subjects are going to be our last call. Yeah. And we are drinking tequila, our guest included. He don't want to, but he's here and he's. I'm toasting. It's a part of the program. Yep. I'm toasting. And he's going to be down. So take a shot with us as well. Sorry, I had to whip my ponytail. Uh, <laughs> did you see me whipping my? I did. Very, very ironic. I did. Um, I just want to um say, hey, Beto O'Rourke, because <laughs> you know he had lost down to the Texas after the Beyonce endorsement. I'm like, how do you lose after the Beyonce endorsement? This, this not how this works. But <laughs> my last call goes to Beto O'Rourke because. He was down to the press junket, you know, as a journalist, as a female journalist out in the beats, you know, I'm out here in the streets with a potential presidential candidate. How do you feel, Ben O'Rourke, about Donald Trump's whatever? Racist shit. And he was like, look, he he was holding his monster keys in his hand. It's not, it wasn't even a girl. It didn't even have a uh, A father. (laughs) He was there to the, look, members of the press, y'all keep asking me these goddamn questions. And something and something and something. Y'all know what the fuck Donald Trump and there here doing. Use your context clues. I'm sick. You know, like, of course, as a person in the media, you get asked the same questions. As Tyra Banks, you get asked about Naomi Campbell. As Beyonce, you keep getting asked about other girls in the industry. As Roland Matters, you keep getting asked about girls you used to hang out with. Look. Hang, use out. Con- hang out is loose. <laughs> Use your context clues. That old Roosevelt child. Use your fucking. What do you think I think about the goddamn Donald Trump comments about the damn mass shootings? Put that in the paper and say I said it. <laughs> so I'm here for that. And also, my last call is also to Democratic Representative Veronica Escobar, who told Donald Trump, do not come to El Paso. Because <laughs> we don't want you here. <laughs> but so just shout out to all the politicians who are willing to go on TV and publicly say, I have had enough. So shout out to all the politicians who just had enough. Don't come here. Bitch, use your context clues. Just everybody. Last call. <laughs> My last call is to um the overall father. Um I'm sure some of you guys that have been listening for two and a half years know exactly who I'm talking about. The overall father in my book and your book and everyone else's book is James Baldwin. James Baldwin's birthday was this past weekend. Uh, He is the most um, awarded, lauded, gay, black author, um, speaker, order, community activist, um... HIV advocate and um, he needs to be celebrated and talked about a lot more than he already is Um, I'm going to close with a quote from the late great James Baldwin the effort to be a writer is an act of love it's an act of faith do the act do the act so the effort in producing whatever your content is creating whatever art you want to create whether it be writing, whether it be video, whether it be pictures, whether it be graphics, whether it be porn, (laughs) do 
the work. James Baldwin told you to. It was his birthday this past weekend. Grant him his birthday wish. That is my last call this week. Um, again, special shout out to our guest, Zim Van Adams. Thank you for coming on this show. It means the world to both of us. Thank you. Where for can me. the people find you online? So I am Zim says X E M S A Y S on Twitter and on Instagram. You can see my YouTube videos at youtube.com forward slash Zim Van Adams X E M V A N A D A M S. And on Facebook, I have two Facebook pages. So if you just type in Zim Van Adams, one of the two will come up. Um, yeah. My name is Ronald Matters. Follow me on the internet at Ronald Matters. And of course, RonaldMatters.com. I am still the Superman. T-H-E-E-S-U-P-A-M-A-N. And you will still find me where the bottoms brunch. <laughs> Bye. Take your truvada. Good night. <laughs>